It's time for the Hockey Minute, your source for all of today's hockey news with some opinion. Strap in for the fastest news in the NHL. This episode is proudly brought to you by fucking nobody. We don't have any sponsors. Now, here's your hosts, Brandon and Ryan. And here we are. Welcome back to another edition of the Hockey Minute. I'm your host, Brandon. With me, as always, my co-host, Ryan. And today we have a very special member of the Hockey Minute. Jules is with us here to break down the Rangers situation and the, the, or the Rangers goaltending situation and uh, what a mess they're in coming up. So uh, let's firstly say hi to everybody. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm, I'm doing excellent. Uh, just uh, happy, to be, happy to be recording, buddy. Happy to be doing this and excited to hear what Jules has to say about, uh, about the Rangers. So uh, how, how are you doing, Jules? Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks uh, for having me. I'm excited to uh, talk about this. <laughs> Hey, Jules, quickly, before you get going, I just want to say thank you for making us sound a lot smarter than we are. So exactly. really appreciate that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to the, uh, the, the goaltending situation with the, uh, with the Rangers, how would you compare the goalies and, and kind of what's happening there? Uh, well, so about the situation, uh, I guess I'll just start off by saying uh, this little cliche, you know, there's one goal to get that cup and... Uh, even during a rebuild, you're going to do all that you can to fight for a spot in the playoffs. So uh, that leads me in to talk to our, about our first guy, uh, Igor Shestjorkin, uh, Prince Igor, as some like to call him. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he, I mean, he's definitely come out of the gate strong since they called him up. He's I mean, slapped people left, right and center. Uh, the team had a nine game winning streak, their best this season. And uh, up until the break, he had a 10 and two record. So. Uh, yeah, when he became the so he became the number one over uh, Lundqvist, which I, I personally wasn't surprised because uh, of course he had an awesome start. But uh, obviously the biggest reason was now the team had a chance to make the playoffs, whereas before they were sort of slipping a little bit. With Georgiev, uh, I think he's also kind of proved to be a valuable goaltender for the Blue Shirts. Uh, he's steadily improved his game since his debut back in 2017. Uh, during that time, when Igor was out due to his rib injury, he was able to keep that winning streak going for a bit longer. Um, but of course, you know he still has to work out some kinks. He still uh, lets in some goals here and there that I think the other two can stop just a little bit more, just a little bit better. But uh, overall, I think he makes a, a solid backup. Um, and then as for Hank, uh, in the most recent years, I felt like whenever he's in net, it's always kind of a bit of a gamble. Uh, on his best days, he's locked in. Uh, when our D is struggling, which if you're a Ranger fan, it's not fresh news. But <laughs> but uh, when he when he's in, he's standing on his head trying to keep the team in the game. Uh, on bad days, he flops around the crease a bit, lets in some silly goals, and and frankly, I think uh, he's lost some of his consistency. Um, and I'm referring to the time when it was just the Lunquist Georgiev tandem. Before January, he was nine and sixteen. So kind of a rocky rocky start there so do you do you see uh georgiev as having the potential to be a starter or is he just uh basically set to be a backup for shesterkin going forward uh personally i'd see him set up to be just the backup um he, he i mean he proves himself like he proves that he can man the fort definitely but uh i think out of uh out of the two uh shesterkin's a lot stronger so yeah everything i've heard about uh, well, the the shish, sh- I'm gonna butcher that Shistorkin. Is that how I say it? Yeah, I, I love it. Shistorkin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like everything I've heard about him is that 
the Rangers had seen him as the number one, but it was Georgiev always on the radar? Like I, I don't know too much about their their uh, their situation, but it seemed like he came up out of nowhere as well. Uh, I think in the beginning he probably was looked at as a number one for a while, but um, then Shostorkin came in, and I think he was set as like the as the backup from then on out. I think actually a few teams were interested in um, acquiring him. Uh, up in, at least I heard like a lot of rumors like up until the deadline this year that he might go mm-hmm. to Toronto or like a few other random teams and he ended up staying with us. So, so what, when it comes to looking at Henrik and his, his future and his, his, his future with the Rangers and kind of how this whole situation has been handled, I mean, I know that he was scratched, uh, I don't know how many times, I want to say three times last season. Um, maybe I'm wrong there, but uh, how do you see it uh, being handled moving forward? Uh, well, uh, since Igor's debut in January, his games uh, were definitely cut significantly. Uh, he went from playing on average like eight games a month to like two to three. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can't speak for Lundqvist, wow. but I know that there are some fans who definitely saw that as like kind of a slap in the face. Um, and I mean, for him to put 15 years into this organization, working so hard to just be cut like that, it's certainly a little messy. Um, but like I've said, like on the other side of the coin, I could see why they would have to do something like that. Cause when you're desperate to claw their, you know, away into a playoff spot, you know, from a cold business approach, sometimes you gotta do something like that. But yeah, right. I don't know. but I would say, well, I, I, so I listened to a lot of his interviews cause of course I do. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he states in a lot of like post-practice interviews back in February, uh, he wanted to sit down, have a discussion about a situation, which I'm sure will definitely happen. Uh, personally, I'm glad I'm not a part of this cause it's certainly a tricky situation, but, um, on one hand, like the rebuild isn't finished yet. I'd like to see him finish his last year strong. Uh, but on the other hand, he, uh, chose to stay in New York when the rebuild was just starting. Uh, he had the opportunity to explore his options and land with another team that could give him the cup. So, and, you know, we can't ignore the fact that Hank's 38 with one more year left on his contract. And then there's two other strong goalies in their mid twenties who already have a few years of professional experience under their belt. So like, so with, with his future, can you see him going somewhere else? Can you see him going to Florida and be in the backup for three seasons? <laughs> or do you think that he's, he's got too much pride that he's just going to, going to say, see you when his contract's up? I most likely think he'll um, stay seated. Uh, he said that he loves staying in New York. So, and I think a lot of people would feel kind of weird just sort of seeing him move to a different team anyway. Right. Um, but even now, like, uh, and of course, I apologize for in advance for piling on some more bad news. But with all this, uh, all this might just get thrown out the window anyway, because uh, due to the COVID pandemic, there's a good chance next season that there'll be some salary cap issues league wide. And there's a possibility that they may be forced to buy him out. And the Rangers aren't from unfamiliar with that sort of thing either. So, um, well, but like, actually, I was, I was thinking maybe we could talk about. Lundqvist, uh, just for a, a second more, and the possibilities of, of him, like after his contract written, is is out with New York, do you, do you see him signing a, another contract, or is he totally done? Um, I would actually, I would like to see him uh, in front of the camera as an analyst. Actually, um, he's become the face of the Rangers organization. A lot of fans love him on and off the ice, and he's a smart guy. 
um, in his interviews, he, he doesn't just say the generic lines that everyone's used to hearing. He kind of analyzes everything, says how it is. So I could definitely see him in the studio as a commentator, maybe even uh, talking beside his former teammate, Steve Valiquette, too. That'd be pretty cool. So yeah, He's handsome as shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. That hair. I mean, <laughs> come on. He's perfect for TV. Although I I know this is this is totally frivolous, but somebody pointed out how crooked his hairline is, and like I don't want this to be just shitting on on anything to do with like this. He's a, he's a he's a you know perfect looking human being, but if you just look at how sideways it is, and this is coming from a, a mostly bald man, I'm not oh. I'm not throwing shade. <laughs> I'm just saying it looks like he was uh, his face was put on sideways, but he's a beautiful human being. Oh, for sure. Don't don't Jules, don't listen, Brandon. Okay, that, that's like. You that that would be like you looking at Jennifer Aniston and being like, "Well, her elbow's kind of pointy." So, um. <laughs> that's that's exactly what this is. No, hundred percent, yeah. And he probably does have pointy elbows, but that's that's <laughs> that's beside the point. So, I mean, is is there anything else that that you kind of see going forward for for Henrik and and that whole the whole situation? Like, uh, how do you how do you really see this this playing out in full? I I, I just have a feeling that he might be done. Like, I, I mean, that's just what I think. Um, I, I, I mean, I just hate to see him get screwed over, though. But, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> right. When you say done, do you mean, uh, like, bought out? Or do you, is there a market for a trade? Like you said, he's making $8.5 million. He just turned 38 years old. Uh, I mean, is that maybe a, a conversation that's happened in that market of what could we possibly get for this guy? Um. I mean, I haven't really, I haven't really heard much, uh, you know, of other teams really uh, wanting to acquire him, as far as I know. But um, and he's made it like pretty adamant that he wants to stay in New York. So I haven't really looked too much into that either, just because it just seemed like that was set in stone. Um, I mean, it would be interesting if, say, like Seattle wanted him or something. But I mean, I think that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Is there an option too that I know he's got a twin brother back in Sweden? Is, I mean, much like uh, most guys that come overseas, you know, Ovechkin, Datsuk, those types of guys that are always it's always a, a threat. I guess that they're going to go back and play a couple of years. I, do you see if maybe there's no room for him next season that he might just go back to Sweden and play uh, with his twin? Oh yeah. Well, um, yeah. Last night actually. Uh, I happened to come across a Swedish article saying uh, many fans would actually like to see him and his brother Joel play together again uh, for Frölunda, uh, which would be a cool thing to see for sure. Um, yeah. I actually remember back in 2011 during the uh, Rangers preseason, they played against them in Sweden and Hank received like this long standing ovation before the game. It was just so much love for the guy. So uh, I'm sure uh, many fans would love to see the two of them reunite. But uh, right now, uh, obviously, Hank's situation is too tricky for him to think about that. And I think uh, Joel has one more year on his contract with the Indians anyway. So who knows? Um, but also, if anyone's interested, you can easily find that game on YouTube. I mean, you might as well. We've all been watching old games lately anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, I mean, is, is there anything else that you wanted to add on, on uh, Lundqvist? Or, or are we ready to wrap her up? Uh, yeah, um, if anything, I, I just want to end this with a little, uh, personal note. Um, just, I'll always be a Lundqvist fan. My very first jersey was number 30. Uh, and around that time when I first started watching hockey, he was just starting. So, um, but I mean, 
I have so much like respect for the guy. Like he busted his ass for 15 years. There's no doubt in my mind that he'll be a Hall of Famer. Uh, before his debut, Rangers missed the playoffs for like seven consecutive seasons. Um, since his start, he brought them back to the postseason 11 times. Uh, broke the Rangers record for most playoff wins at 61, most shutouts at 64, five all-star selections, won the Save Street competition last year too, uh, won the Vesna in 2012. Uh, I think he was like the first goaltender in NHL history to win at least 20 games in 13 consecutive seasons too. Um, but yeah, I obviously I, I did my research with that, but, <laughs> and there's obviously a lot more, but I'm going to end it there. We'll be here all night. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, on that note, uh, yeah, just want y'all to remember whether or not you think it's time for him to hang up his skates. There's no denying that he's a blue shirt legend with or without the cup. So absolutely. Well, Jules, thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. You, I mean, you, everybody can hear now. This is, this is why we sound smart if we do. Um, if we can, if we can properly read the words we write or she, she writes, then, uh, <laughs> then we can manage to make ourselves sound a bit smarter. So thank you so much for doing this. Ryan, as always, thank you very much. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time on the Hockey Minute. We'd like to take a second to thank you, the listener, for joining us. And a big thanks goes to our writers and production team, Jules, Mark, and Matt. We can do this without you. That's going to do it for us. This is Brandon and Ryan. We'll talk to you next time on the Hockey Minute.